Hi, I'm Mary. And I'm Bridget. We are the co-founders of the Work Your Worth podcast, where we have transparent conversations about what it takes to uncover and utilize your value at the highest level. Hey guys, it's Bridget. And Mary. We are back for another couch conversation. Yee-hee. I'm so excited. This, this week, we have our good friend Amelia on the podcast, but we want to start by sharing how we have worked our worth this week. So Mary, how have you worked your worth? So my work your worth this week is something... I wrote a blog about it, so if you want to go in-depth, you can read about it. Um, I asked Kenan the other day, I said, will you teach me how to take photos? And for me... <laughs> It, might, it seems silly, but like I felt like that's something that, oh, that's what they do. That's not my thing. So I could never be into that. That's his thing. I'm just business. I'm finances and that. But I'm like, but I also have this part of me that when I'm meeting with people and talking to them about branding or building their social media, I picture it in my head. Like I literally close my eyes. I can see like what they need for content Mm -hmm. and I can't always explain that to somebody else and so I'm like what if I just was able to take the photos and actually do the whole process which I think would be really cool um and so I got brave enough to just say Kenan (laughs) I let my pride go and just asked him if he would teach me so we're gonna have some photography private lessons now so I felt like that was letting go of who I thought my identity was and just remembering like hey, I can literally do whatever. So I'm going to learn a new skill. Think about it. You are 27. You're going to do so many new things throughout yeah. the rest of your life. Yeah. Because you're going to live to be 100. Better. It's my rule for all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> you must. What about you? What did you do to work your worth this week? So I spent the past few days in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa town. Tulsa, yeah. It was my first true Tulsa experience. Really? I've been there for concerts before, but never really hung out in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. So I was there for a class called Career Visioning, and it was absolutely incredible. And I felt like I worked my worth because I really did the company that I'm a part of justice by being there. Um, I networked. I made really great connections. And I was that nerdy girl in the front of class who was just raising my hand for everything and talking a lot, which is out of my comfort zone for me. I've, I was never really a great student. I was kind of the slacker in the back of the class, but now it's like, I see the benefits of sitting on the front because especially these classes are pretty pricey to go to. So it's like, if we're going to shell out the money if the company dollar is paying for this, you know for sure I'm going to show up and I'm going to be that nerd in the front of the class who is participating and asking way too many questions. So I feel like stepping out of my comfort zone and just showing my personality, that was me working. That's my work this week. So awesome. I'm so proud of you. Go for... There's those things like when you're out of your comfort zone where you're like, wait, maybe my comfort zone actually isn't right here. This actually like, I'm. it's okay. And you just like push those boundaries and you're like... Oh, it's like you're chiseling away about the real true you is all underneath there. It's like what we talked about before, how it's not your comfort zone, it's what you're familiar with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was I'm familiar with saying calling familiarity my comfort zone. Yeah. So I always say comfort zone. I know. I know. <laughs> but actually, what if they're not the same thing? Oh like, my God. So we are sitting with our good friend, Amelia Wall. 
And Hello. Oh, wait, do I say hi there? Yeah, girl. Okay. I saw you. Hey. <laughs> and one cool fact about Amelia is that by the age of 18, Amelia was a bodybuilding champion, <laughs> which is so neat. And in addition to that, currently, Amelia has traded in her bodybuilding lifestyle for a healthier lifestyle for herself. And also, Amelia also has a really great vlog where she chats with others about important topics such as the, such as the journey of self-love and as well as coming overcoming adversity. Mm-hmm. You're, doing, you're talking about some pretty heavy topics and they're all really cool. Yeah. Really fun to watch. Super entertaining. Definitely check it out. We'll link it after... We'll link it in our notes. So, let's talk about bodybuilding. You yeah, won your first. <laughs> you won your first bodybuilding competition at the age of eighteen. Yeah. How did you find the time and the dedication to achieve such a big goal at such a young age? Um, yeah. So for me, I this was something that I kind of knew was my destiny from a very young age. So I wasn't really finding the time. I was going to make it happen either way. Um, so I just, since I was probably four years old going to the gym with my mom, I saw these ladies with just like abs and veins and they had like strong personalities to match. And so I wanted to look like that. So while people were kind of like researching like their favorite bands or things like that, I was researching like fitness models. Like that's what I wanted to do from day one. So I got the opportunity to compete and I, I knew it was going to be a hard journey. I don't think I knew exactly how hard it was going to be, but I just made it happen. So I woke up every morning. My alarm would go off at like 4, 4, 4.20 in the morning and I would do like an hour of cardio and I would come home during my lunch breaks and grab my meals for the day, get going, go to the gym afterwards, work out for another like two hours, uh, three hours, come home and, and do it all over again. I had I had no time, no time for prom or football or anything like that, <laughs> football games or anything like that. I just, um, that was my life. So I, I just made it happen. How old were you when you started this process, when you made the decision that this is what you were going to do? Um, whenever I made the decision, um, so I think I grew up just kind of being the friend that was like so-so, um, just kind of like fell to the back whenever it came to like, I've, like boys weren't talking to me or anything like that. So I was like, man, I, I want to be significant. And so I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I was going to do it. Yeah. Um, so I, I needed a source of confidence and I, and I found that in fitness, um, Maybe even to the point where it became just kind of like an obsession almost. So, so the fascination, I mean, it started early with like my mom taking me to the gym. Um, and whenever I was about 15, I looked up fitness models. I found Jamie Eason. And so I knew that I wanted to look like that. Whenever I was 16, that's all I wanted was a trainer. And I just wanted to be like so hardcore at the Y. And just like I wasn't there to talk. I was there to work, you know. So I just, I just knew. I just knew from day one that... I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I was going to try and make a name for myself was was what I wanted. So um, I knew it was going to be fitness probably from the age of like 15 or 16. I was like, this is the avenue I'm going to go down. So that's so cool. And what was it like? So we know a little bit about your story, but tell us from the time you decided that until let's say until you're 18, what did that look like from the time you decided fitness and then when you won your big competition. Yeah, okay, so I I asked for my mom for a personal trainer and I got I got a trainer at the YMCA and um, 
I remember just like, she was great, but I wanted to like, I, I pictured something in my head. I wanted to be mm-hmm. drenched in sweat. And I was like, I want to do something harder, okay, mm-hmm. harder now. So then my friend Kate was invited me to go train at, at her gym and it was just brutal. Like that mm-hmm. kind of training. I just wasn't, I wasn't used to that kind of intensity and I just, I loved it. And it, it was, it just felt so cool and it was unique and it wasn't a thing that anyone wanted to do at this point in time. I know it's kind of a craze now, but mm-hmm. it, it wasn't then. And so, um, I just, I kind of fell in love with it, but I didn't think I was going to necessarily step up on stage mm-hmm. until my trainer was like, Hey, like you, you need to do this with Kate. You need to get on stage and, and do it. I think you could do well. And so, um, and so I, I did that. I actually remember the, it was three days before I was supposed to, it was a week before I was supposed to get on stage. And I tried on my suit and I remember just like crying in the car with my mom. I was like, I'm going to never, ever do this again. Of course, she had to like pull over. I was like, I can't believe I'm going to step up there. I've never even been to a bodybuilding show before. Long story short, I'm backstage. I'm just like, don't fall. Don't look stupid. I get up on stage and I... I win it, you know, I'm just like this, this young something and people are like, wait, what? This girl's like 16 years old looking, you know? And so I get that. And I just remember like feeling that significance that I was searching for, you know? So, um, it, it did some good things for me too, but I also think that I was looking for validation outside of myself. Mm-hmm. So that made it extremely fragile if, if you find your worth in anything outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I did and I got, and I kind of got attention um, through that way. And I just, I, I found my niche. I was like, this is where I fit in. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to make my difference. So I just pursued it from there. And I said, hey, like, I'm getting my pro card. I'm going to be one of the youngest figure pros. And, and it was just pretty much, I just made that decision. And, and people were coming up to me and like confirming that. Hell yeah, you are. So yeah, so that's kind of how that happened. What is a pro card? <laughs> yeah, sorry, all this jargon, I don't realize. Um, so ProCard is, um, there's different organizations. I competed at NPC. It's it's kind of the most widely known organization. Um, so a ProCard is basically like, that's like top dog status. Um, there's like a handful of like like pros. It's like the highest that you can go. So it's the best in, in your, the tiers of like competitors. Cool. Yeah. When you won, what was the age group that was there an age group specifically that you were competing in? No. Or so how it goes, I mean the age group, I don't I don't think there was another girl besides me that was younger than probably nearly thirty, you know, so I was like eighteen and everybody else was about thirty years old or twenty wow. seven or you know, so um there is an age group, so how it works is, is you go by height brackets and so you win your height class. And all the winners from that come together at the end to win the overall. And I, I actually won the overall, so. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it was just, it was just so intense, you know, like having that spotlight, like feeling, feeling like this worth and, oh my gosh, I'm finally something, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. I just like, I, yeah, that's kind of how that happened. Yeah. And, and slowly too, at the same time, um, I kind of gained a lot of attention online and okay. that's kind of really how that started. So it's back whenever Instagram was, was first starting. And, um, and so that was just as big of a platform for me as actually being on stage. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
So you found a lot of your validation and your worth, something that you've been seeking out since you were a little kid. You're, you were yeah. Amelia, like back in the background, <laughs> felt like you didn't really have a thing that was yours and now yeah. you kind of found, found it. Um, but it sounds like in your tone that maybe that wasn't what you thought it was going to be. Yeah. I mean, so like it, and I think like every young woman or young person probably goes through, um, just a weird like teenage part where you want to like find where you fit in where you want to find that and so I feel like I find found that at an early age and like my confidence was seemingly like unmatched you mm-hmm. know so um that's kind of that's kind of how that happened there um but yeah so it did a lot of good things for me um obviously I wouldn't be here talking to you today if I hadn't had that experience <laughs> and so um I it gave me a lot of like just character and like I know who I am and that's like unwavering Mm -hmm. but it also challenged me and put a lot of like really hard things in my path that a lot of people at that age don't go through Mm -hmm. so um I I had to deal with a lot of criticisms um so I there was there were people um mostly on websites that so not only on Instagram there was a bunch of like bodybuilding is like its own subculture so Mm -hmm. there's like fetish websites that like took my photos and like other websites and they would just like some sometimes they would say like nice things and my mom like I have a very like um protective mom as probably a lot of us do so she um kind of googled my name and found that and I researched it and just saw like some some hateful mean stuff and so Mm -hmm. it's not only was I like 18 like going through high school trying to like fit in whatever like I was dealing with like kind of a rare thing that people don't really deal with at that age I was seeing all these like comments and and things like that but I I think I had a very like an image of being like the anti-hero you know Mm -hmm. that like I'm I'm like tough I don't care but I'm like the people's people like you know what I'm saying so I um I just I I just exuded confidence but on the inside it's so hard on the inside when you're going through something completely different Mm -hmm. and, and you're crumbling but you can't talk about it so um that's really kind of what I was a taste of what I was going through at this age that I'm now able to talk about at 25. So yeah. Yeah. So do you remember the first time you saw a hateful comment? Um, yeah, I don't remember the first time. I just remember things that like stood out, stood out to me, like just like in my face, like some people were like, man, I just, I really don't like this girl. Do you guys follow her on Instagram? Like, she's really outspoken. Like, so it's like, oh, I'm supposed to be a body and like, just be quiet for you. I'm sorry. I'm not, you know? And so like, just like things like that. Or I mean, they would comment on my appearance. And and so on the outside, I was just like, and even to myself, I was just like, I don't believe this stuff. But there was a little voice inside of me that was like, oh, maybe I do. Mm -hmm. So then I think that that like, it kind of grew and grew and that, that little evil seed kind of like fed. And so, um, I eventually started looking in the mirror and and speaking to myself that way, the comments that I read online. And so, um, that was actually something that I just kind of overcame a few years ago. And now that's like my platform and what I talked about. So everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Wow. That has to be hard to deal with. So how do you feel like in comparison to when you first received your first hateful comment Mm -hmm. and to where you're at now with your confidence level and just having experience with that? How do you feel like if someone were to say something mean to you now, do you feel like you'd be able to handle it so much more, be- so much better because you've had that experience? Right, Bridge. Good question. Um, yeah, so I do because I now I found I I went through some intense stuff to where I would actually I would enter into relationships, romantic relationships with people 
that would kind of speak to me the same way that the people in the comments would, you know? And so it made sense that I sought that out because that's what I thought I deserved. Mm -hmm. and, but I, but I was also this girl that was like, woman's rights, like, no girl, don't let him talk to you that way. Yeah. And so then I was just like, why am I letting this happen? Who am I? So, um, with kind of being very delicate with myself and kind of picking myself up and kind of, first of all, learning like, it's self-love isn't a dirty word. It's, it's not a bad thing. Um, I thought it, I thought that equated to like conceit or something like that. And so I had to relearn like the definition and, um, things like that and just kind of pick myself up and, and turn on some Rihanna and, and go to the gym and kind of, <laughs> kind of work out differently. So I, I didn't work out anymore out of like, I hate this. I need to change this about myself. I was like, you know what, I love this and I'm doing this for my body and this is my hobby and it's also helping me overcome like some emotional stuff. So, um, yeah, so I, I picked, I picked myself up and, and kind of looping back to your question of what, would I let somebody, uh, or would that still affect me the same way now? Um, no, because I, I learned to find validation within myself and not on an outside source. So like I'm untangible, like there can be like chaos outside of me and, and people that don't agree with what I'm doing outside of me, but I don't find my validation in them anymore. I know who I am. So no, it wouldn't affect me the same way because I'm my foundation. I'm my foundation. So dude, that's amazing because in the beginning of this, you were saying how, you know, you need, you wanted confidence when you first got into bodybuilding yeah. and then it was like, that was kind of your validation. And now you're just this powerful force. It's just like, <laughs> my validation is within me. It doesn't matter what you say to bring me down because you were just confident in yourself and you do know your worth. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's funny because all those things were happening and I didn't, why is this happening to me? It's so terrible, but I didn't see it at that point now, but now looking back, I'm like, oh, all those things were happening for me. Look where mm -hmm. I am now. I couldn't be here if yeah. all those things didn't happen. I wouldn't have any stories to tell. Yeah, for me, not to me yeah. is one of the most important things that I think Anybody who wants to take some steps for personal growth and to really become who they're meant to be, it's stuff does not happen to you. It happens for you. And it's just the way, I think it's the way that we choose to either accept that, completely like grab it up and own that story, or do we let that shrink us down? Right. Was there a turning point for you that you remember specifically that you said, you know what? I'm done and what was what when did you see within yourself that change from to me to for me um recently actually. okay okay yeah. so I mean first I had to like first and foremost go through all this stuff and then kind of work through it and and whenever I was at my lowest point, I had to build myself back up with a foundation of love and worth. Mm -hmm. So I had the opportunity to like start from scratch mm -hmm. and, and kind of build myself into the more solid person that I am today. Um, so whenever I came to the other side of it, first, I think to be able to tell your your story kind of out loud on a public public platform, you have to come to the point where you're like, you're through it and you can mm -hmm. see the lesson, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you can, you can share things you're going through with like people you trust or your loved ones. But so I, so I came out on the other side and, um, I was just like, you know what, there's a lesson in this and I can't be the only one. And this is like, you know what, this is, this is a hell of a story and it all happened for a reason and I need to tell it. So mm -hmm. I think I, I developed that perspective whenever I came out on the other side of all these things that were happening and I was like, 
I get it now. Mm-hmm. So that's there's, awesome. There's so much peace that comes with that perspective too. I mean, I really relate to you in that sense, whereas that's a concept that I've heard so many times over and over again. However, it didn't really resonate with me until just a few weeks ago. And there is so much peace and freedom that comes with having that mindset that things happen for you, not to you. Yeah, because you can put it in the hands of your source, whether it's God or the universe, you know that like it's all going to be all good. Even though, even if it isn't right now, it's all going to be okay in the end. Mm-hmm. So talk about... Oh where you are now Mm -hmm. so you've created this platform for yourself and 18 year old Amelia had a platform what does 25 year old Amelia's platform look like well it kind of feels like I'm starting all over (laughs) so it feels weird because there was a point in time where I did have like a large social media following and I deleted every single social media platform, like lost all those followers that I had accumulated or whatever, even it wasn't my goal, but, um, so I moved away all these things. And and so now I'm starting over. So it's like, cool. I get, I get to start over fresh, but also it's, it's kind of cool to see that there's like, there's people that remember me from years back and they're like, wow, I had no idea. Like I remember you and now you're grown up. So, um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's kind of weird having to start all over, but it's it's kind of cool to be able to start fresh. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at now. That's another thing that I think is really cool about you. I remember Sarah was saying when you guys first started dating, mm-hmm. oh, she was telling me, we actually, I Googled you because I, just, <laughs> I am a cre- that creepy, overprotective Same. friend. I've done background checks. We could do like an FBI Not thing here you. with all this equipment. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> So I remember Sarah telling me how you had such a large following and the fact that that's not what you were doing it for. You were doing it for yourself. So it's like you did start all over regardless of the following that you had. You're just like, huh, well, this is a new me. I'm starting over. If people want to follow, they want to follow. I mean, it. Well, I think because I I carry that mentality because um, whenever I was, whenever I first like got Instagram and all those kind of things, like there wasn't cool little podcasts like this Mm -hmm. or like that told us how to work our worth or like, like books that told us how to accumulate followers online and be authentic. Mm-hmm. It was like, you either are, or you aren't and people like you or you don't like, yeah. there's, there's no way to navigate. So, um, I think I just like bring that mentality. And of course, like Sarah's br- brilliant with that stuff, but a lot of that stuff that she like puts in word, I'm like, Oh my gosh, people actually teach this stuff because <laughs> I was like doing it naturally. You yeah. Know? Like, be authentic, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. Um, it's kind of cool to like mix all of it. So it's like the past stuff that I was doing that I already know to do and, and just like be me and those kind of things. And, and, um, with like all the plethora of information that's like out there now. So, all right. So as someone, you know, you're killing it with the whole fitness thing. You, you have the tips, you know how to live it out. What advice would you give to someone who lives, I mean, like fairly healthy. I mean, you know, they exercise once in a while, they eat good for the most part, but they just, they want to do better. How do you go from just kind of, yeah. like, going, taking coasting. Through your health, <laughs> yeah, coasting through your health to really executing a full-on healthy lifestyle? Because I, I feel like that's where a lot of people are, just kind of in the middle and then 
Yeah. Well, I mean, at first I would say like, congratulations for admitting to yourself that you want to like step that up. I feel like some people, um, they're even afraid to say that out loud to themselves through like, Oh, what if I don't actually do it? What if I don't follow through? Um, just, just having that thought and wanting to do it is, is, is good and saying it out loud because a lot of people are afraid of backlash from their friends if they don't live healthy lifestyles or things like that. So awesome. Um, and what I would really say is to do it with, pursue your healthy lifestyle with like your worth and your self-love always in the forefront. If you're looking in the mirror and you're like, I, I need to get healthy. I hate my arms. Then you're already kind of on the rough path and you kind of, the wrong path and need to reevaluate why you're doing this. And so, um, do, do this for you and do it out of self-worth and self-love and, like you said, lifestyle, that's a great word. So it's, it's not, it's not a diet. It's not an endpoint. Um, it's not a workout that you're doing that you absolutely hate and you dread going to. Um, and, and that's going to be healthy lifestyles. There are as many as there are people, right? So, um, you, you don't want to do anything that seems like it's going to have a finish line or it's miserable because you're just going to rebound back further. And you want to think about this as something that you don't put an hour into. This is this is kind of what you live. You're conscious about what you eat and you live in, in harmony. So if if you want to have a pancake one day, that's fine. It's, it's about harmony. So if you predominantly eat kale and the next day you might want to have a pancake, you know, whatever, that's fine. And you just want to um, be be active throughout your life. Um, and, and there's no shame in kind of like getting help from a professional. If, if you've kind of reached your knowledge and your capacity that, that you, yeah. So I think that's a good answer. And I think coming from my perspective, so I'm short, <laughs> I mean, you were too. So it's yeah. like, there's just like understanding your body type and you can't fight against your biology is also something that I've had to learn. Like I will never be built like Bridget. I'm just not tall. I generally, like, even when I'm at my fittest, I don't get, in my mind of how I think I want to be, isn't where I go. And that was something that I had to reframe as far as, like, what is my definition of health? Yeah. What is, why do I have these expectations of myself on a physical, um, it's all totally physical. And just accepting who I am as a person and instead focusing on, okay, what do I actually, what feels good to me and not doing the things like you said, like if you're dreading something, you're never going to want to do it. Um, And honestly, like for me, whenever I let go of that obsession of I have to work out all the time, I have to this and almost shame when I would mess up. When I let go of that, I lost weight so much easier. I was, it was almost just like I coasted a little bit easier when I let go of like the shame of oh I'm never gonna be like them or oh I can I always like I remember even in middle school like I would get one apple or sometimes I just like wouldn't eat lunch because I felt embarrassed to eat in front of people like it was so such a weird thing but at the same time like with age I think it gets easier too to kind of accept this is who I am this is how I'm built and to really love your body and not feel like this desire to be something that you're not. Yeah, and I wouldn't even say that that, that image is, is something that I kind of went through too. Um, I In fifth grade, I was 
I was overweight and I was afraid to eat in front of people, mm-hmm. um, changed everything. Sixth grade, people didn't even know who I was, but that perspective, that health looks one way. I wouldn't say that's like a, a just you thing in general. I think it's a, like a societal problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we project like there's this like prototype of a body, like fit into it almost like we manufacture <laughs> women, you know, yeah. that's not how it is. Um, so Um, I think that health comes in in different shapes and sizes and you have to realize what yours is and kind of find that. Um, So I think that that's a society that um, we need to address and fix in in, in advertising and just how we perceive women and how they should be. And I think that we should start perceiving that in a more real way instead of like a one-size-fits-all Instead of that, we should start perceiving women um, or, you know, portraying them, portraying women and men um, as the complexities that make all of us. We're, yeah. we're complex, you know, no, no person is alike. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's also important to hear. And also, I mean, as someone who does have a smaller frame, <laughs> um, I've heard people say before, oh, if I was just skinny or Mm -hmm. if I just looked like you, which honestly blows my mind because for me, yes, I'm, I'm aware of the way that my body is made. However, there was a time when I had to follow all of the Victoria's Secret models on Mm -hmm. Instagram and I can't even watch that show anymore. If I would just, well, I mean, I'm sure if their fashion show came on, I mean, who knows? It depends on my mood, but there was a year I was like, I just wasn't feeling confident. I wasn't feeling good about myself. And I'm like, I, I can't watch this. And the reason is because, yes, although I have a smaller frame, I still compare. I have moments of weakness where I'm comparing myself to other people. And I don't think that changes regardless of how hard you work out or what your size is. Um, we're all going to have those moments of weakness where we feel like we do need to compare. Mm-hmm. So it's also important not to get stuck in those moments. And just to know, I mean, yes, a Victoria's Secret model looks that way because it is literally her job. (laughs) They're they're definitely blessed. However, it is their job. So unless it's your job to look a certain way, don't compare yourself to others. And like, I mean, what you've been saying, I mean, the value is 100% within you as well. So I really think that society is going in the right direction as far as body image yeah I totally I think that we need to realize um even our best friend that we think that they're perfect they might be going through something else too maybe even you know more than you and and you don't you don't think you're like your best friend so um keep that in mind and as women we need to empower each other you know, you don't, another girl that, be honest with yourself, if you're cutting her down, you're probably jealous. You don't need to make yourself feel significant by doing that. Um, we're all going through our own shit. It's hard enough as it is. So, like, let's lift each other up. Yeah. Exactly. Regardless God. if you're, what your frame is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the worst thing is when you're scrolling through Instagram and you go down a <laughs> rabbit trail, you're like, and then you just start to feel so terrible about yourself. And you're like, what am I doing? It's a fake world. Like, I know, like, I was like, I had a taste of that Instagram fame. But, like, let's start living, like, real life. Yeah. Like, let's have conversation yeah. like these. It's yeah. not real. And have you ever caught yourself, <laughs> like, it doesn't matter if it's, like, their looks or if it's just, like, the way what their success looks. Like, it's, like, 
you just start to think these not nice things about them. And it's so weird because you're like, wait a second. I literally have no idea who this yeah. person is. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I so judgmental to them? And it's a weird thing I think about human nature because you just do it without even realizing that you're having some sort of reaction or judgment. And it probably comes from a place of insecurity or something that you see in them that Mm -hmm. you may feel that you lack within yourself when really they probably see something in you that they may wish that they had that ability. And it's just everybody is comparing all the time. And it's like, yeah, just stop. So how about instead of like competing with each other, we just make more room for more women at Mm -hmm. the top, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, instead of like, I think that in a lot of industries, like women kind of retire out earlier than men because we're, we're valued for our youth and our beauty and things mm-hmm. like that. So um, why don't we kind of come together and, and change that culture instead of hating on each other and perpetuating it? So, Yay! Hell yeah! I love that. Yeah. All right, so with all of this said, we've covered some pretty important topics so far just in regards to body image, who, you've, who you are, where you've been. And you have mentioned worth quite a few times. So what does it mean to you to work your worth? To me, it means um, taking all of your talents and the things that are given to you, the things that you can do well, and turning them into gifts for other people. For me, it's all about kind of giving back. And for me, I I really kind of value being a leader and consider myself a leader. Um, But I do that out of service. So... um, always in the forefront. I always want to help people first. And that's why I think that I'm a good leader. So kind of, um, gathering all of your talents and your skills and, um, taking that and turning it into a gift and giving it to the world. Um, and at the end of the day, you hit your bed and you know that you've worked your hardest with your talents, utilizing them so that you can give it back and, and maybe leave something behind when it's time to go. So, yeah, that's a great answer. All of these, (laughs) I think that you would be a great Miss America contestant because your questions are, you do such a good job of answering the question, tying it back in, and then you're just, (laughs) she has the best smile when she like is answering these and she's just, you're just so great at that. So people people can hear that I'm smiling and they can see my face. I know. (laughs) That was an awesome answer because if you really think about our worth, what if it's truly is meant to be a gift? Yeah, for everybody else. To me, because I've thought a lot about, <laughs> I've thought a lot about like what is the meaning of life. I've kind mm-hmm. of lived a lot of it, mm-hmm. a lot of life. So I'm like, what is the meaning to all of this? Like, because I've had times where it feels dull and like there's no purpose here, and mm-hmm. or, like there is, and so like whenever I'm like on fire and like doing things like that, I feel like I'm walking with a ton of purpose. Like I'm here for a reason, and I'm also contributing to people on a large scale like I feel like the point of me being on this earth is to leave like an indention whenever it's time for me to go legacy yeah legacy I just said it in like a roundabout way legacy that's like that's such a good word (laughs) I love legacy so you're a personal trainer you have a vlog and you're wrapping up your final year at school so what is next after all of this yeah so after all of this um I plan to just when I'm done with school have more time to kind of further 
reach more people and more souls and um, and kind of execute the plan to do that. So I, I want to have more um, programs for people and time to do that. And I want to have more of a platform and a way to spread my message because I think that there needs to be an honest voice in fitness. So I, I'm thinking beyond Oklahoma and I, I just want to kind of spread my word and my word through fitness and be an honest voice. And I want to contribute to lives and to women on a massive scale, not only taking control of their physical health, but doing it through um, kind of taking control of their emotional health and, and owning, their, owning their worth. So yeah. I love that. And we are so excited to see you soar. <gasps> Thank you. And this has been really great for me. So thank you for your personal counseling time today yeah. on the podcast. Um, it's awesome. Thanks for having me. Yes. Tell us where everybody can find you on social or if they want to reach out to you about training. Yeah. So my Instagram is at Millie Bears, or you can always find me on Facebook. Um, it's Amelia Wall, just my name. So yeah, find me there. And then YouTube, I am Amelia Wall there too. I'm going to be doing some really awesome things. We're about to travel to Austin, Texas to shoot with my friend Ella. She is, honestly, I'm kind of scared to go through a workout with her. <laughs> she is great. And do an interview with her. Um, she was formerly sponsored by Flagmore Fail. She's going to be speaking of why that like fell out and being super candid about that. Um, she was one of the youngest um, people, one of the youngest women to win, sorry, let me go back on that. She was the youngest woman to ever win the death race, which is like a two-day thing where they stay up and go through obstacle courses and things like that. So wow. I'm, I'm doing some really cool stuff. So be on the lookout for some things on YouTube and find me on Instagram and let's connect. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much for being with us today. Yeah. And thanks for listening to another episode of Work Your Worth. We'll talk to you later. Bye. 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 <laughs>